Okay, Exmos, prepare to have your mind blown about God's creation. <laughs> Just being honest, we are going to talk today about pre-existence, predetermination, and who God is, and you are going to feel very small, and it is wonderful. So buckle up. Today's a big one. We're going to be talking about creation, and is there a pre-existence? Let me guess, the world keeps telling you you are enough. All on your own, you are enough. Well, I'm about to drop a truth bomb. On your own, you will never be enough. Wait, hold up. Okay, did I get your attention? I am Shelby Hosfield, and at times I was an ex-Mormon, agnostic, a Sunday Christian, and a New Age follower, but God had very different plans for me. The whole time I was living in a very big lie, that I was in charge somehow of my own enoughness and my works were going to save me and my life. Don't get me wrong, I am all about self-help and personal development, but as a born-again, fully transformed Christian, I learned there is the world's way, and there's God's way. To quote C.S. Lewis, the more we get ourselves out of the way and let him take us over, the more truly ourselves we become. You are enough not because of what you have done, but because what he has done. And he lives through you. If you are ready for Bible truths, theology, and apologetics, and wisdom from his word that will shape your life, your confidence, and yes, your feeling of enough, then friend, you are in the right place. This is Finding Faith Above. Okay, today we are continuing our series on the 10 basic Christian beliefs that every Exmo and new believer needs to know. And this is going to be a good one. In fact, I was very excited about this one. But before we jump in, I just wanted to invite you guys over to Faith Above websites. If you are somebody who is interested in starting a podcast or already are a podcaster or an author or someone who is sharing the good news to the rest of the world, uh, this is going to be the place to go to get your website up and going exactly the way you need it to be. Uh, I can help you with all that crazy tech stuff like getting your email connected with everything and all that other fun stuff that makes a website functional and work so that you can get your message out there because that is what is so important to do in this world, the Great Commission, to share the good news with the world. So I'm here for you, uh, Faith Above Websites. Dot com if you guys want to check that out. All right, so we are going to jump now to the five mind-blowing facts about God's creation, a view you have never heard before. This is going to be a fun one today. So I really am going to focus a lot today on the, uh, the Exmo side of this because I do think it's so important because it's so different. And I've told you all before, my faith journey was a winding road. To recap, I grew up in a mixed faith home. My dad is a member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints and is very active still to this day. I went to church with him until I was about 18. Uh, my grandparents were Catholic and I spent a lot of time with them. So second to the Mormon church, I went to the Catholic church probably the most. Uh, my mama, I, she loves God, uh, but she never joined the Mormon church and they're still married today, which is pretty cool. But she kind of does her own thing with with God. And I try to convince her to go to church with me as much as I can, but um, she'd prefer probably to just listen to preachers on TikTok these days. <laughs> she makes me laugh. Anyways, I say all this because as I talk about these aspects of God's creation to most Christians, this is just going to seem like kindergarten stuff. The things that you learned in vacation Bible school at five years old, or the, the more Exmo side of this, you're going to be like, what in the heck? I never heard that before. 
um, because it is very different. It's not, not really biblical. So to us as Exmos and those who have not grown up in biblical Christianity, this is going to blow your mind. <laughs> I know because even way after I became a Christian, I did not know some of these crazy things like, whoop, here it goes. There was no pre-existence. Holy smokes. Did your mind just get blown? You're like, wait a second, where does it say that in the Bible? Fact of the matter is, it doesn't say it in the Bible because it didn't exist. Yes. Okay. So we're going to jump in today. Let's dive in. Number one, God created all things out of nothing. Sometimes the Latin phrase ex nihilo is used meaning out of nothing. The Bible teaches creation ex nihilo before God began to create the universe. Nothing else existed except God himself. Genesis 1-1 tells us in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth, meaning God created the entire everything. Nothing was there before. Psalm 33, 6 and 9 tells us, By the word, the Lord, the heavens were made, and by the breath of his mouth, all their host. For he spoke and it came to be. He commanded and it stood firm. Revelation 4-11 tells us, Worthy are you, our God, and God to receive glory and honor and power for you created all things and by your will they existed and were created. When God speaks, it comes into being. When he said the words, creation was. He did not rearrange matter. <laughs> he did not use leftovers from things that were here before him. He created everything and spoke everything into existence. Side note, if there ever was a big bang, <laughs> that's God's word. That's, I guess, how I see it is God spoke it and it became. So number two, what is the word? That brings us to this second point. I don't know if there is a more loaded chapter in the Bible. Well, actually, that's not necessarily true. The Bible is amazing and it's loaded in every single chapter, but for me, John 1, it is just pretty dang deep. So in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God, and all things were made through Him, and without Him was not anything made that was made. That's John 1, 1 through 3. The last episode in the 10 Beliefs Every Exmo New Believer Needs to Know series was on the Trinity. And if you missed that one, now may be a good time to just go ahead and pause this and go back and just re-listen to that one if you missed it. Um, this was episode number 70. We do talk a lot about John 1-1 in that and, and kind of what that all means is, is God, God as uh, this overarching God <laughs> that is made up of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. So go back and listen to that because John 1, 1 really speaks to this. But in John 1, 3, it tells us all things were made through him and without him was not anything made that was made. That recaps what we said in our first point today, that God made everything. Nothing was made without him. Nothing. But let's go back here to the first verse. In the beginning was the word. And the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. So who is the Word? 
What are we talking about here? Well, the word became flesh and dwelt among us. That's later in chapter one. But it's Jesus. He was in the beginning with God and he was God and all things were made through him. Jesus as God with the father as God. The father did not create him, Jesus. He is there in the beginning with God as God before creation of the universe. The Trinity friends, that's it. It's beautiful. All right, so let's move on to number three. So who is Jesus? Who is Lucifer? And did they have a war? And <laughs> this is, for some of you, you're like, um, okay, that sounds very simple. But for you, Exmos, you're like, wait, what? Wait, hold on. Can we talk about this? Yeah. So this brings us to the third point. Jesus is God, not the spirit brother of Lucifer. He is not the devil's brother. That, that's not true. Doesn't say that anywhere in the Bible, not even in any part of it. We just, we just read that Jesus is the word and the word is God. Okay, so to forever Christians, this idea sounds bananas. But to us, Exmos, the concept that Jesus is God and not Lucifer's brother is going to prick a whole bunch of feelings for you. It may feel a little shocking. But as we said in the second point, in the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. John 1.1, 1, 1, the creation of the entire universe includes the heavens and all of the heavens. It includes the, what is on earth, it includes everything. It's the entire universe. So Nehemiah 9.6 tells us, you are the Lord, you alone. You have made heaven and the heaven of heavens with all their host, the earth and all that is on it, the seas and all that is in them, and you preserve all of them, and the host of heaven worships you. So why do I say this? Because the spirit world is real. There, there is a, when God created the heavens, he created a whole bunch of things. <laughs> it's wild uh, how big and how vast it all actually is and how much we don't know. Uh, the Bible Project, I love the Bible Project. Um, if you guys are kind of new into all of this, maybe you haven't heard of them before, but Tim Mackey is amazing. Um, him and John do, uh, they have a podcast and they also have amazing videos that uh, are created all super cool to help us understand the Bible and how Jesus is from the first page to the last page. And uh, they do a very fascinating series on spiritual beings. And it is going to talk about all of this way in depth, and I highly recommend it. And if you guys are wanting to see that, if you click uh, in the show notes today, um, I do create a blog with every one of these podcast episodes that includes all videos and books and everything that I use in order to create these podcast episodes. Um, and I do have uh, their video and their series on spiritual beings just right there. So if you click on that, um, you could, it'll take you right to it. And I highly suggest uh, watching all of it. They're awesome. So the spirit world and the spirit, bearing, spirit beings are complex and far more in-depth than we even know. And the devil is part of this and is in no way, in no way, on the same level as Christ. He is not God. We already established Jesus is God, so he is in no way even close to that. Revelation 12, 7 and 9 tells us, Now war arose in heaven, Michael and his angels fighting against the dragon, and the dragon and his angels fought back. But he was defeated, and there was no longer any place for them in heaven. And the great dragon was thrown down, and the ancient 
serpent who called the who is called the devil and Satan, the deceiver of the whole world. He was thrown down to the earth and his angels were thrown down with him. So this gets a little bit confusing. Sometimes we think of angels as um, people and they're not. Uh, in the Bible project does a very good job of kind of breaking this all down. The fact that angels never were people and we will never be angels. They're separate in the spirit world. And so we're talking about this because... We were, taught, we were taught a lot about the heavenly war. So is there a heavenly war? Let's look at that. So does the Bible actually talk about a heavenly war? Yes. For the most part, Satan has been at odds with God and still is because he actually thought he could be like God. That sounded a little familiar. Something he whispers in all of our ears, all of us, to deceive us. Pride is the root of all evil. In reference to the war in the passage above, Haley's Bible Handbook, it's a commentary to help us to understand much of the Bible, which I really love and go back to all the time when I'm kind of struggling with understanding some of the passages, states that many believe this to be in reference to the Great Tribulation. Uh, this is the three and a half years before Christ's return. This would have to do with your eschatology, which is your beliefs on the end times and something that many Bible-believing Christians have very different views on. So you don't, just because you're a Christian doesn't mean that you definitely subscribe to this belief. Others believe that the war in heaven describes Satan's fall and the anger that he had after the crucifixion of Christ, where he then devotes himself to the earth and tries to keep as many human beings as possible out of heaven. And this is where studying the Bible can get really fun on theology and can be pretty cool. But one thing I just kind of like to note here, yes, the Bible does talk about a heavenly war, but we were not part of this heavenly war. And this heavenly war is a little a little different than uh, something so straight and forward as, as we were taught. It's um, kind of in the in the little, I don't know, sub, sub parts of the Bible. It's, it's, it does talk about it, but it's, it's not in pre-existence as, it, as we knew it. So jump into this a little bit more. I invite you to just go, go try to figure some of this out. Study it a bit more. But uh, that's the basics of what we know of a heavenly war and what Satan is uh, as opposed to what, what we may have known him as. So number four, where were we during creation? <laughs> That's uh, this next part that, you know, we just talked about this whole heavenly war and we were always told we were there, right? And that we were part of the people who followed Jesus instead of following uh, Lucifer. And because of that, we were given the ability to have bodies and come to the earth. And it doesn't say that anywhere in the Bible. And there was no heavenly war on that level. And Jesus is God. And the devil is the devil. They are not on the same playing field at all. But where were we in all of this? This brings us to our fourth point. During all of this creation talk and all the verses here, have you noticed something? Have you been wondering about one very interesting point? Maybe you haven't because like me, it never occurred to me to ask the question, where were we? And this is where your Exmo brain is going to explode just a little bit. And I'm, <laughs> I'm kind of excited to be the one to actually explode your brain on this. But there was no pre-existence. That's right, it's not biblical. 
Well, there was the creation of the universe, and there is a spirit world filled with spirit beings that were not people, but we were not there, never were. The Bible teaches something very different, and this is all because it's biblical. And I've had people, when I've told them this before, they're like, wait a second, where does it say that in the Bible? That's the point. It doesn't. It never talks about any of this. So that's what I always feel like is very interesting when people try to sit down and they try to explain Christianity or, or different aspects of it. Or when you go to a Bible study, this concept of preexistence is never going to come up because it's not even something that's on normal Christian belief radar because it's not in the Bible. <laughs> so the Bible teaches something very different. God, like the potter that throws the clay and creates the beautiful creations that he does, he also creates us. Psalm 139.13 tells us, For you formed my inward parts, you knitted me together in my mother's womb. Job 12.8 tells us, Your hands fashioned and made me. Remember that you have made me like clay. And will you return me to the dust? You clothed me with skin and flesh and knit me together with bones and sinews. You have granted me life and steadfast love. Did he know us before we were born? Remember, God stands outside of time and place. He sees all and knows all. Ephesians 1, 5, and 6 says, He predestined us for adoption to himself as sons through Christ Jesus according to the purpose of his will to the praise of his glorious grace with which he has blessed us in the Beloved. This has to do with predestination and did God predestine us to be among the saved? This whole theological Calvinist versus Arminian rabbit hole that you could go down for years is open for you to just go down and try to figure that part out on the predestination. One day we will talk about this more, but today is not the day. But in short, there is one main point that I have found to be mind-blowing and humbling. Friends, you were knit together in your mother's womb. God designed you. He created you. You did not exist in the spirit world before needing a body. No, friend. The Bible teaches us that like the great creator he is, he created you. You were knit together like clay. He molded you just how he wanted to design you. That's pretty cool, isn't it? So number five, the Christian views on creation. Now, I think this is important to bring up because when we talk about creation, usually this is what most Christians are going to want to talk about in, on this level. Uh, they're not going to talk about all that stuff that we just talked about. And so I do think it's important as you move forward to know that if you bring up creation, this is the conversation you are going to uh, walk into. So when Christians talk about creation, they are not talking about pre-existence or heavenly wars or were, where we picked sides. They were not talking about exalted gods and heavenly mothers. They are not talking about any of this because the Bible never talks about any of that. This is not biblical Christianity. So what you may end up hearing about is old verse, I mean old earth versus young earth or 
evolution versus seven-day creation. These concepts are going to be what Christians will debate, and not all are going to agree upon it. <laughs> and to catch yourself up on all of this and understand what it all means, I would highly, highly, highly suggest reading chapter 15 on the creation in systematic theology by Wayne Grudem uh, to get a good overview of what this all is with biblical Christianity. And not everyone is going to agree on this. And again, this is a rabbit hole that you can go down like crazy and um, learn so much more about and you can decide. And it does not have to change. The one big, huge, most important thing about all of this is the sovereignty of God and how big and amazing he is. So that's going to sum it up for us. So why do we think it is important to understand creation, who God is, and where we came from? Well, because it puts us in our place. It humbles us, fearing and loving the Lord. Did God get so much bigger as you just listened to this episode today? I really hope so. I hope that he just got so much bigger for you. And I hope that it made you feel so small because he created all things out of nothing. He is the word. Jesus is God and the devil is no match for him. We were intentionally knit in our mother's room and no matter what, he is sovereign. Those are our five five things that we went over today. As we realize the magnitude of his power, the fact that he truly is the Alpha, and, the Alpha and the Omega, when he spoke, the heavens and the earth came into existence, it is then that we realize how small, yet how incredible it is that something so big would intentionally create and love us. So little old us, that will never even come close to God's gravity, he loves. This is why we say faith can move mountains. You have God behind you. He said to them, because of your little faith, for you truly, I say to you, if you have faith like a grain of mustard, you will say to the mountains, move from here to there and it will move and nothing will be impossible for you. That's Matthew seventeen twenty. That's Jesus's words talking about how faith the size of a mustard seed can move mountains. Because God is big, friends. God is so big. All right, I do hope that you learned something today, that this made some sense to you in some way and just sparked that curiosity and really made you think about a lot of things. And if it did... I'm willing to guess that you probably have some people that could probably benefit from listening to this as well. And it's going to blow their minds too. And it's going to be wonderful. And it's exciting to get to learn all of this. So I invite you, if you do know some people who could really benefit from this, share it with them today. Just click the share button, send it over to them. Uh, I would really appreciate it because I do this because I really really do care about trying to reach people and trying to help them to understand who God is and just how much he can move and change in your life. I mean, really, just huge. So share it with a friend. Um, if you also feel called, write me a quick five-star review that really helps to uh, get the algorithm up there to where it can get into more ears of people who are listening. And then jump on over to the website as well so that you can look at all of the cool visuals and everything on the blog. Um, to help you grow with that as well. I love all of the things that I always put in there 
There are things that helped me, helped me to grow, helped me to understand more. And I want to share them with you guys. All right. I'll talk to you next time.